Welcome back to the third episode of Gravity's Not Real. I'm your host, Kellen Harrison. And man, I am so thankful for the response, man. This podcast has really been bigger than I thought it would be. I thought I'd have about a dozen people listen to it. And so far, we've had about 250 plays, which that's just amazing. So I want to thank everybody who's listened to it. Everybody who's left a five-star review, four-star review, three-star review, anything like that. I appreciate it so much, man. Anybody that shared it, you mean the world to me, and I really mean that. I appreciate it. So, this is my first solo episode, and to be honest, I'm a little bit nervous. It's always nice to have the crutch of having a guest that you can talk to and have a little bit of time to think, but I don't have that today, so we're just going to get through it. So, this is a story time and Q&A session, so we're going to start with the story time, and then we're going to go into the Q&A, and I hope you guys enjoy it. So today I'm going to be sharing with you the legend of Bobby Womack. Now many of you people are uneducated, and you don't know who Bobby Womack is. Well, not to fear, that's why I'm here. So Bobby Womack was an R&B singer way back in the day. And he was friends with one of the most famous soul R&B singers, Sam Cooke. They met performing music, and he was actually a backup guitarist for Sam Cooke, and they were best friends. So what's really interesting about this story is while they were best friends, Bobby Womack started to have an affair with Sam Cooke's wife. Which, I mean, obviously that's not cool. I mean, it's never good to find out that you're best friends with your girl, so. But what's really interesting is that Bobby Womack wrote a song about this. It's not like he tried to keep it on the DL. He, he was pretty open about it. So uh, let me play you that song. It's called, I Wish He Didn't Trust Me So Much. See, it's nice and soulful. Kind of rhythmy. I mean, really listen to the words here. It's kind of just bogus what he does to them. song, man. But anyway, so it gets worse. I know you're thinking, like, how can it get worse than an affair with, with his best friend's wife? Well, it does. So what happened was Cook died before that song was released. And Bobby Womack went to Sam Cook's funeral in Sam Cook's suit with Sam Cook's wife. That's the ultimate level of disrespect. I went to your funeral with your wife in your suit. And then, three months later, he marries her. Which, I mean, that was a big no-no from the music community. They did not approve, and he got boycotted, so he had to go back to playing backup guitar for some people, so he got some justice. But uh, it gets even worse. Bobby Womack was not the best human being, and he did something way worse than have an affair with his best friend's wife. Because ten years later, he's still married to Barbara, which was Sam Cooke's wife. And 
One day, Barbara walked in on him having an affair with Barbara and Sam's daughter, so his stepdaughter. So, obviously, Barbara was upset at that, and she went and got a pistol, ran him out of the house, shot at him a couple times, and grazed his skull. Nearly killed him. So, needless to say, after that, they got a divorce. I mean, that seems pretty justified. But I don't know. I just found that really interesting. I think that's a great story. So, I mean, if you have a best friend, don't trust him around your wife. He'll probably steal her and have an affair with your daughter. Just how it goes. But anyway, that was the story time from this session. It's going to be a little bit shorter because, like I said, I don't have a guest to use as a crutch. But uh, we're going to dive into some of these questions that y'all submitted to the Gravity's Not Real podcast on Instagram. And we're going to try and educate y'all through the Q&A session today. So, uh, Spence J 14 said, thoughts on Canon with a Q, like Quanon. But uh, I had no idea what this was, so I had to look it up. It's apparently a conspiracy theory that Donald Trump ran for office for the sole reason of exposing some childhood pornography ring in Hollywood. At least that's what I found online. I think that's ridiculous. There's no evidence for that. And I was a little surprised that that's a conspiracy theory. Uh, Reagan Ayers asked, is a hot dog a sandwich? I'm going to catch a lot of flack over this. But according to the dictionary definition of a sandwich, when it's in the bun, yes, a hot dog is in fact a sandwich. Uh, Nathan Bernard asked, are you smarter than Leia? I assume he's asking about Leia Timmons, a girl that goes to my school. She has a 35 on her ACT, and she's extremely intelligent. So, I mean, it's hard to say either way. If it's up to me, I'll probably go yes, but she'd probably say that she's smarter. So There's no real way to know for sure. But it's probably me. Um, Jack Brady 14 said, What's your viewpoint on the Sumerian cylinder seal? For those of you at home, probably all of you, that don't know what a Sumerian cylinder seal is, don't feel bad. I had to look it up too. Apparently, it's some kind of like flat etched carvings on a surface, surface from some ancient civilization. I don't know much about it. I didn't research it for long. But they looked cool. There's some pretty stuff. Um, Evan Warnick asked, What is the biggest conspiracy theory you believe? To be honest, I don't really believe in many conspiracy theories. Um, I enjoyed a joke about them. Like, for example, the bird's not real memes that are going around right now. I find those hilarious. And now that I think about it, since the government is shut down, I have not seen any birds. So maybe they aren't real. Just like gravity. Um, C. Adams 06 asked me, what is your favorite TV show? That's a pretty difficult choice. There's a lot of good TV shows out there. I love Friends, BoJack Horseman, Parks and Rec, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. But I'd have to go that my favorite of all time is probably How I Met Your Mother. I just love Barney Stinson. I think he's one of the best characters ever. Ted, Mo- Ted Mosby's such a sweetheart. And Lily and Marshall are the perfect couple. And Robin's pretty cool. So I definitely recommend that show if you haven't seen it. And plus, I've made a lot of friends through that show. So, special to me. Um, Montana Thomas asked me, 
who is your favorite person from history? There's a lot of people in history. So that's a pretty tough question. It's a good question, though. Um, if I just had to pick one, it's probably Jesus. But that feels like a cop-out answer, so I'll go a little bit different with my answer. I'll go um, Hannibal Barca. He was a general from Carthage back in you know Roman times. Uh, he fought against Rome in one of the Punic Wars. It escapes me at the moment which one. I believe it was the second. But don't hold me to that. Um... He basically invaded Gaul, which is you know similar to like modern day Spain, I believe. And then he went through the Alps into Italy and gave Rome all they wanted before he had to retreat home to defend Carthage from the Romans, where he lost his only battle because they blew some trumpets and made his elephants very skittish and they ran over his own men. So it was a good run right up till the end. Gave them all they wanted. So, the next question. Um, Abby J asked, what does it take to be Kellen? Well, that's a pretty loaded question. I mean, I guess it doesn't take too much. Have to be born to Jason and Melissa Harrison. Have to be a male, 18 years old, that goes to TCPS. That was kind of awkward as a kid. I mean, that's kind of my backstory. That's all it took to become me. So I guess it's not that hard. Sorry if that wasn't the deep answer you were looking for. Um, Michael Hoog Jr., I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. It might be Hoag, Hoag Jr., said, What got you started into doing podcasts, inspirations, and etc.? Well, to be honest, the reason I'm doing a podcast... It's because I love attention. I love it when people listen to me. Uh, it makes me very happy to know that over 250 people, hopefully it, people just haven't listened to it on repeat. Maybe they have. That'd be cool. Um, but it makes me happy to know that my episodes have been played over 250 times and that it's been played for over 13, 14 hours of listening time. I think that's pretty cool. And the reason I went ahead and did it, because I was concerned that it might be low quality, and this one probably is, but that'll be okay. Um, the reason I went ahead and did it was I heard Gary Vaynerchuk, he's a businessman in New York, he put out a call for people to do stuff. He's like, hey, just go ahead and do, and if you fail, that's fine. You at least tried. And I was like, hey, it's pretty good advice. I'll go ahead and start the podcast I've thought about starting. So I put a poll on my Instagram, see who all would listen to it. It was a good amount of people. So... I started doing a podcast, and I kind of modeled You asked about influences, or inspirations, rather. I kind of modeled it after the Brilliance Idiot podcast, which is pretty funny. The Joe Rogan Experience. Both pretty good podcasts, in my opinion. So I try and mimic those a little bit. But no, that's why I started a podcast. I just like people listening to me. Ansley Preston, one of my best friends, asked, Favorite color, LOL. It's green. Um, an interesting story about this. Uh, as a kid, I would just wear green for the sake of wearing green because it was my favorite color. And still, I do this a lot. Um, I even painted my room green. Uh, my class ring has a green stone in it, and people all ask me all the time, is that your birthstone? I'm like, no, I just really like green. So it's kind of weird. People make fun of me because of it, but it's whatever. I like green. Allison Crocker asked four questions. 
Uh, we're only going to answer two of them. I'm sorry, Allison. Still love you. Um, she said, what's the oddest, most awkward situation you've ever been in? Well, to be honest, this is kind of an embarrassing story. And it's making me relive something painful. But got to do what you got to do for the viewers. So basically, one of the most awkward situations I've ever been in. I was meeting this girl's parents. And I went in to, like, shake the father's hand. But, like, I don't know. Maybe I've just been out in the streets too long. I went for one of those, like, handshakes where you, like, bring the guy in and you, like, pat him on the back. And you're like, you know, that's my homie. Well, I don't think he was expecting that. And so I kind of, like, went in for the pat on the back. And he, like, didn't. So I, like, pulled away, like, halfway in. And we just kind of looked at each other. And I was really embarrassed. But, I mean, hey, we've all been there before, right? And the second question that we're going to answer from her is, what's the best piece of advice that you've been given? The best piece of advice that I've been given is, um, you know, not to make decisions based off money or materialistic things, just to do what makes you happy. Because as I think about it, I know I don't have a job yet and I haven't started. Well, I actually do have a job, but it's not a career yet. Um... As I think about what I want to do for my career, I don't want to do something based off money just because it's safe or like it puts me in a good position financially. I just want to do it because I love to do it and it makes me happy. And so to me, like that's the best piece of advice that I've given. Do what you love. And so I recommend that to all of y'all too. Um, Zachary Childers. Man, I haven't heard from this guy in about two years. Love him to death though. He's pretty funny. He asked me, what was the transition like as you moved cities slash schools? So for those of you that don't know me, just a quick backstory. I grew up in Ripley, Mississippi, spent most of my life there. And then towards the end of the 10th grade, me and my family started talking about making a move to Tupelo, Mississippi and going to Tupelo Christian Preparatory School. I just felt like I was kind of stagnant academically at Ripley. And we all felt like the Lord was kind of leading us to go to TCPS and it just felt like the right move, and a lot of stuff worked out, and so we made the move there. And to answer your question about what was it like, it was pretty weird. I mean, honestly, TCPS is a great school, and Tupelo is a great city, and people have been so welcoming of me here. But it was still weird to leave a city that I've known my entire life and go somewhere else and then have to make completely new friends in a completely new environment. But luckily, everybody was really nice, and I think I've settled into my life here in Tupelo really well. Got a couple of really good friends and you know, pretty happy. So to anybody moving, it might be tough at first, but you know, just be outgoing, make friends, uh, be yourself, and hopefully it'll all work out. So the next question we have is from Mally Powell. She's the homecoming queen at TCPS, and she'll never let anyone forget that. She asked, "Why did your name? Why did you name your podcast Gravity's Not Real?" <clears throat> I actually had this question a couple times. I'm just only answering one of them, of course, because I don't want to get repetitive. But honestly, so I was thinking through, what should I name this podcast? I know I want to do it, but like I have to come up with a cool name so people will listen to it. And I thought to myself, man, what would be a cool name? And I started going through like a bunch of stuff. I think I, I, I think I went through the roast session. Uh, the Kellen experience, but that was just too close to the Joe Rogan experience. Um, catching up with Kellen, Kellen's talk show, all of those, whatever. And then I was just talking about, like, I have no idea what I want to do. I don't like any of these names. And so something popped up. Kyrie Irving, who's one of my favorite basketball players on my favorite 
basketball team, the Celtics. He has a popular, well, not popular, he's very popular for his belief that uh, the earth is flat. And it made me think, well, okay, if the earth is round and gravity pushes down, then people on the bottom of the earth would fall off. That was one of the points I heard somebody make. Well, that's a paradox, and it doesn't make sense because we know that's not what happens because gravity actually pulls you towards the giant object. I thought it was pretty funny. I thought it was a nice little statement. And so I decided to make my podcast named Gravity's Not Real because it sounds cool, and it came from a cool statement. So that's basically the tea on that. Nothing too exciting. Um, Clay Adams, love him to death. He can't catch a football to save his life, though said, how long do you plan on keeping the podcast going? Honestly, I plan on doing this as long as you guys will listen. If I can pick up about 50 to 100 listens an episode, I'll keep doing it for at least the rest of 2019. Because I have a lot of fun doing these. I have a lot of fun bringing guests on. And again, I like the attention. So knowing that you guys are listening to me, that's a pretty cool feeling. So I hope you're doing well, Clay. Thanks for asking. Um, So... Millie Speed asked, I heard you used to play baseball. Why quit? Well, to put it simply, uh, first of all, I only played baseball in Little League. I'm a little creeped out about how you found that, but whatever. Uh, I quit baseball because, one, it's boring. It's a very slow-paced sport, and you know, it's very easy to just not do anything the whole game, even if you're really good, which I wasn't too good. And I really just liked basketball and football a lot better. And nowadays, I don't even like football that much. So really, if you don't like a sport, there's no reason to play it. And so I didn't like it. I found it boring, so I quit. Not very exciting, but that's why I quit. Uh, Sarah Francis Wolf asked, What is one book besides the Bible, which, that's a good one, everyone should read and why? Well, this was a really thought-provoking question. I've read a, I've read a lot of books. And it's hard to tell someone that they just need to read one. But if I had to recommend just one book for everyone to read, I would recommend Think and Grow Rich. It's by Napoleon Hill. And despite what the title is, it's not just about making money. Uh, Basically, it has a theory within it that you can manifest your thoughts into reality. Um, An old football coach of mine, Coach Holiday, used to say, you speak life into existence. And I think he's right um, you know, what you think, what you say, um, how you believe, that tends to be what happens. If you believe you can do something, if you believe you'll be successful, you will. And if you, on the opposite side of that, if you believe you'll fail, if you believe you won't make it, if you believe you can't do something, then that's going to be true too. Uh, one of the stories in the book, uh, there's a man who all he really wants to do is have a partnership with Thomas Edison. And of course, this is back when Thomas Edison was alive. His name was Edwin C. Barnes. And really, his main goal was to work with Edison. He would wake up every day and tell himself in the mirror, I will work with Thomas Edison. But he had two major problems. He'd never met Mr. Edison before in his life. And he did not have enough money to get to Orange, New Jersey, which is where Mr. Edison was. Now, these two difficulties, most of the time, are going to stop people from pursuing that dream, but not him. He basically traveled in a baggage cart and got to Orange, New Jersey that way, 
And then he went up to Mr. Jefferson's office, not Mr. Jefferson, excuse me, or Mr. Edison's office, and demanded a partnership. Now, he didn't get it at that point. He just got offered the job as a salesman. So he took it, figuring that was at least a step in the right direction. And he didn't just get content with that job. He kept telling himself, eventually, I will do anything I need to do to become Edison's associate. And so one day, um, Edison invented the Edifone. And a lot of his salespeople told him, there's no way that you'll be able to sell this. It just won't work. Well, Mr. Barnes, um, he was certain that he could sell it, and he saw it as an opportunity. So he told Mr. Edison, I'll sell it. And he actually did a really good job, and he got a contract from Mr. Edison to sell it nationally. and He made millions of dollars from it. But that's not the point. The point is he saw in his mind that he would work with Mr. Edison. He put all of his energy towards that goal, and it happened. And I really do believe in that. Um, whatever you believe, whatever you think about, whatever you set your goals toward, you can accomplish that if you really give it your all. Wow, I think we're almost out of question. Let me go through and make sure. But Yeah, I think that's all the questions that I have today. Well, I, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Gravity's Not Real. That's my first solo episode, so maybe you guys want me to bring back a guest next time. I probably will. If you want to be a guest, hit me up on the at Gravity's Not Real Instagram, slide my DMs, and tell me why you should be a guest. Uh, it doesn't matter if you don't live in Tupelo like me. Um, we can do a call through Skype. In fact, I plan to do that with one of my close friends, Elliot. Uh, that's going to be a really good episode where we talk about a high school experience and mental health, so... I'll let y'all know when that is coming. It'll be in the next couple months. That'll be a really good episode because he's a really smart guy, really funny guy, and he's a good guy to talk to. So I guess that's going to wrap up our time for today. So thank you so much for listening to the Gravity's Not Real podcast, and see y'all later.